0: hey turbo fans thanks for joining us for episode 12 of the turbo comics cast this episode we're catching up on some new developments in the comic world and geek realms some of the movies books and media we're looking forward to and a few of our favorite recent additions to our personal collections in today's turbo comics podcast make sure you follow us on facebook and twitter and enjoy the show
1: welcome to the turbo
0: comics podcast episode 12 be prepared for some comic talk and lots of rambling hey guys i'm max your turbo host and i'm here with our turbo co-host zach and matt um, hello oh, yeah how you guys Hi. doing good it's been a while it has been our been a quarter it's been our, <laughs> quor- our, our quarterly cast our quarterly cast, <laughs> the the quarterly cast
2: yes hey it just gives us time to catch up and actually be able to watch movies and read books and you know
0: Oh, Turbo Quarterly Cast during, you know, COVID pandemic and general yeah, have... life destruction. So,
1: yeah, we all started working again in 2021, so it made it a lot harder to record a nerdy fucking podcast. So, <laughs> 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 so hey, um, guys, how's everybody doing?
0: <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, everything is like fine, but um, but we should probably try to record like at least like an episode a week. What do you think it would what do you think it would like happen if we tried to do that? Episode a week? Do you, do you think we could do that? An episode a week? No, you know, because we have so many clamoring fans that are like wanting our content. Do you think that's possible?
1: No, but okay. I mean,
2: I mean, maybe no, no. It's there not. there would be some real deep dives that nobody would want to hear. There, um, I mean, there would have to be like a four-part Atlantis attacks mm, entire <laughs> entire over Earth. Now we're talking. We, we would
0: ha- we would have to have an episode where it's just us, you know, delving into the choose your own adventure books.
1: Yeah. All yeah, <laughs> we could do that and talk about how maximum security laid the groundwork for the modern modern Marvel Universe. That'd be great yes. Man. <laughs> oh. I, am,
0: I am totally for the Atlantis attacks idea, by the way, just in general. I I've got the omnibus. Amazing. I think that would be amazing. Oh,
1: dude, it's worth it. Don't you worry.
0: Yeah. Atlantis attacks like any any of the X Men stuff too like especially Executioner song like I want to talk about all of that <laughs> yes please you want to talk about it? I, I totally do I
1: want to spend yeah, I like it.
0: I want to talk about like I want to spend twenty minutes like talking about how does Strife actually turn his head to the side you know uh, <laughs> with
2: those yeah with
0: those big gigantic wings on the side of his head and the spikes listen, on his shoulders. listen
2: this cast is for it's supposed to be informative and fun it's not therapy. So we cannot yeah. <laughs> oh,
1: that's, uh, <laughs> that's true. No nobody else cares about Adam X or anything aside from us guys. So let's <laughs> if,
0: anybody, if anybody out there, by the way, if they're uh, you know, the people who are listening to this cast, if anybody has like a graded nine point eight strife strike file, let me know. Like con- like con- contact us because I have a buddy who wants one. And I haven't seen one lately. So, oh my
1: God, and who's that? And their mind? <laughs> That's Porno <laughs> Kevin. I, I don't. I don't want to know. Por, Porno Kevin
0: wants that strike. You know, he, he wants that graded nine point eight strike. Strike I, file number one. Er,
1: everybody's got to have collecting goals, man. Good on him. Right. Them. right.
0: So. Well, hey, let's get started. What do we? Oh my gosh. What we... Well, I mean, I guess we should talk about. I mean, it's kind of like a catch-up test because we haven't sort of, you know, been around it in a while. So I guess Correct. we could kind of talk. About a little bit about what we're reading, what we're getting, and getting into. How about instead of just what we're reading, let's talk about like, what we're reading and or like if there's anything non comic related that we're reading or collecting. Like mention that as well. You mean like I'm, non non picture books? Well, yeah, because I'm like interested in that, especially if they're like nerdy. I mean, I don't care if you're reading like you know, uh, um, I don't know, Karl Marx or um, you know, Son of Dune. Yeah. Some of you might be relevant, you know. <laughs> some of you might totally be relevant, but if you're you know if you're reading like something, you know, like some you know, capture of the ride, I don't really good, shit. But...
1: yeah, no, that'll be easy for me because that's a hard no right there, buddy. if it doesn't have pictures, I'm not interested. Reading is
2: hard. <laughs> reading is <laughs> it, so it hard. Definitely is. Um oddly enough, I have been reading uh The Alien vs. Predator Omnibus. Um oh, I geez. never read I never read like very much of the Alien or Predator or AVP books. I always read, I read the comic books, and but it's been an eternity. And my children have been obsessed with Alien and Predator. And confirmed. Um, yes. Yeah, and so they keep asking me a bunch of questions, and I'm a giant poser because I have no idea. And so I was like, well shit i guess i better start reading and so i've been reading a ton of those books to be able to answer my five-year-old questions on predator anyway. so that's like
0: that's like such a proud father moment though for you i'm sure
2: (laughs) it is it's actually pretty cool we've been you know they get to play with the toys and it's i feel like my youngest son finn it really is super pumped and so he's like counting down on the days he can see the movie, and I'm like, it's like ten years. This is like a prison sentence for him. He's just <laughs> like, he just keeps asking, and I'm like, well, it's only been one day, buddy. So we still got. It's still ten years. You still got ways to go, and he's like, he oh. he's so frustrated. But um, he's like, can I read the books? I'm like, well, you can't read, but you can. <laughs> one, you can't even do that. But you can't read the comics. You know, <laughs> can play video games of it, it's all be violent. So basically, they set bunch the toys that they uh, make up the stories to, which is great. Yeah. It's great for them yeah. because they're, you know, being creative and having fun and they're yeah. doing art
1: Dude. and stuff. I'm, I'm telling you, just, just wait until he hits like, I don't know, 13 and 14. He's like, oh, fuck this. I'm tired of waiting for Alien and just decides to ditch everything nerdy and joins the football team and the wrestling squad <laughs> and everything else and just disavows his nerd father.
2: That's fine. I mean, he can he, he can play sports. I don't care. He could be into whatever, but it's just it's hard because I felt like such a poser because he. I mean, he's very chatty about it, and so I had no idea. You know, I'm like I don't remember. You know, I read the the original Aliens books like an eternity ago. You know, and yeah. these the Alien vs Predator ones I don't recall at all. Like, I mean, there's like some real. I mean, it's just hard, you know. My memory is I didn't really enjoy the Alien vs Predator comics, if I remember correctly. You know, oh, I like yeah. the Predator. I like the Predator ones. I like the Aliens ones, but I didn't really like the mix. But
0: I remember being so stoked when uh, the very first Alien vs Predator comic came out. I remember just being insanely fucking excited for that. And then I remember <laughs> also in the nineties, you, you probably remember like um, when Claremont actually wrote that. That yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, Claremont, because I'm like, you know, the Claremont, you know, lover. Yeah. and I was like, oh, this is amazing. And it was pretty good. It wasn't bad. And then being so stoked about, like, the cool, like, red foil Alien versus Predator Ashcan that came in, like, Hero Comics number one or whatever that was. Or, <laughs> yes. The wizard impersonator. I was, uh-huh. like, I was, like, so stoked for that. Like, that, that really, like, made my day. It was really cool. <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, and, you know, it's it's fun, but it's also, like, I... Again, I just felt so much shame that my five-year. I saw the look in his eyes when I was like, "I don't know," you know, and he's like, "How do you not know? (laughs) How do you not know that?" Yeah, how do you not know that, Dad? And I was like, "I'm so sorry." So then I had to go and order the books, and so um, because all the the, here's the kicker to tie this into comic books, all those trade paperbacks because everything's reverting to Marvel, Mm -hmm. but. Predator has, like, a bunch of rights tie-ups right now, so all the stuff with Predator is all out of print and insanely expensive for the comics. And most of those back issues have been decimated. You can't really find them. There was a time when you could probably pull all that stuff really easy, but,
0: you know, it's kind of like what
2: happened with Star Wars. When Dark Horse lost Star Wars, you know, people raided the back issue bins. And so now I'm like, God, how is this so hard? But they did novelizations of them which are you you know mass market trade paperbacks and so um that's kind of cool revisiting it in novel form it's bringing back you know what i remember about the comic books so
0: all that stuff is uh, like rad all that stuff is so good i mean even if you even if you talk about like the stuff that happened um a few years ago, um, I know this is delving into the like reading is hard type of topic, but um, mm-hmm. when, when you talk about like the um, just the the novels, like there was one Alien versus Predator kind of like crossover called the Rage War that was by Tim LeBon, I think, and that was badass. Like you could read those as bedtime stories.
2: <laughs> yeah, I have they're... it right here next. To... I have it right here next to me. Yes, I have... there you go. <laughs> yeah, after after I finish this. Alien vs. Predator trilogy, I'm going to have to read, it's the first one's called Predator Incursion.
0: Yeah. Even though I
2: guess it's Alien vs. Predator because the next one is like Invasion and then Mm -hmm. Armageddon. So I don't know why this one isn't Alien vs. Predator also, but um, no, I picked that book up too because again, I have to answer all these questions. I have no idea because my kids are like, what do you mean you don't know? How are we supposed to play with these if you don't tell us what we don't know?
0: That's been kind of like the saving grace for me actually has been like the the novels because i haven't been crazy about the the new marvel book really and you know i i really 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 enjoyed the dark horse stuff all the way up until the end and um you know and the novels have always been hit or hit or miss but lately they've been awesome i'm there's one that's called infiltrator that was kick ass that came out a while ago um prototype and isolation and the cold forge those are all other ones that were like kick ass too like really really fun and i mean cheap if you go to the bookstore or get them off amazon they're like five six bucks and they're really, really fun if you're an aliens fan so
2: yeah so yes i have actually been reading real books but pretty much <laughs> ones that are just adaptations of comic books <laughs>
1: totally. so i've been reading earth x uh oh. <laughs> again, Why? X, Is this number five? again. Uh Yeah, so I, I love, uh, love Earth-X, and I love Universe-X. I don't much care for Paradise-X. But uh, I just reread through Earth-X a couple days ago, and uh, I think it still holds up as probably the best, uh, basically, like, apocalypse-ish storyline that the Marvel Universe ever had. Uh, it's an absolutely beautiful book, and it ties together a lot of Marvel's history. So I just, I absolutely... Oh, oh God, I love that book so much. It's so much fun to read. Like, it, it's dark, and, like rooting and, like everybody's like i don't know it, it's uh you know if you haven't read it like it, it's set in the future where everybody on the earth has powers and spoilers you find out it's because the inhumans basically spread the terrigen mists all over earth and then the celestials come and it's it's a whole it's just a, a massive marvel-wide story and i fucking love it and uh yeah i've just been rereading that and i'm actually just about starting universe X. That? Dude, you know, I was just thinking that in my head, uh, but I can't remember off the top of my head.
0: (laughs) Isn't that bad?
1: Oh, God. Uh, Let's just say Paul Jenkins. Why not? But it's not
0: him. It's Jim Kruger, I think.
1: Is it? Is it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, No, I I honestly, I'm so bad with writers that aren't like Kurt Music or Ed Brubaker (laughs) or something like that.
0: I just, I just assumed that it was Kurt Music. I mean, because it's been so long since I even looked at those
2: i know and, dude, it's uh, it's so cool like, oh, like this oh, must be kurt yeah.
0: since you read it again
2: yeah like i know the, the, if it's something zach likes it's kurt who is what is this it's it's done by kurt
1: kurt, mm-hmm. kurt naturally i mean like it, just the the little touches like the the main bad guy is a, a a kid uh that adopted the red skull moniker who like basically like mind controls people and gets them to do what he wants and his throne is like Modoc's chair with his head like eviscerated out, you know. So like, it's just, it's just cool crap like that. Like, um, I don't know. It, it's just, it's a really great story. If you love Marvel continuity, give it a read. It's, it's kind of dark, you know. Johnny Storm dies, which is fun. But uh, like aside from that, like it, it's, <laughs> he gets his fucking neck snap by Namor, dude. It's brutal. Um, but it's a, it's a fun read. And uh, I've been enjoying going through that. And uh, yeah, man, that's, that's been my, I guess my older. Book I've been reading lately. It's still a picture book, so uh, I guess I don't know if it counts. I suppose I could say I've been reading Catcher in the Rye too. Why not?
0: Oh my god! <laughs> Everything
1: okay? <laughs> it's fine. I hate John Lennon. <laughs> <Doing all right?
0: laughs> Do you want to talk about something?
1: <laughs> well, let's talk about it off here. Let's talk about it off air.
0: What? So let me ask you this: Like, why is Universe X? I've ever read Universe X. Like, how bad is Universe X compared to Earth X?
1: Uh, I mean, it, it's degraded in in quality, sure, but it's not not nearly as bad as the transition from Universe X to Paradise X. Mm-hmm. Uh, because basically, the, long story short, they, I, <laughs> I hate when I say that. Then my follow on rambling is going to be like five minutes. But <laughs> it's they they kill death. They kill the version of death in the Marvel universe. I think with the Ultimate Nullifier, they get they get rid of death. Okay, and so, so now you have these people, and then so Tony Stark and Reed Richards, they basically. The whole concept behind Paradise X is they create their own version of heaven, and there's people like Mephisto trying to stop them. And uh, it's, I, it's a cool concept, but eh, it's just I, I didn't really like the way it got too too out of control for my taste. But Earth X and Universe X—that's that's where it's at. Universe X, like I said, little little quality downgrade from Earth X, but uh, still good, still readable, almost there's as good as working. Uh, I suppose we're going to talk about talk about the new Dark Hawk series. Later yeah, on, uh, yes.
0: yeah, we, we probably need to talk about that in a moment. I guess I said all there right. was no
1: therapy. <laughs> this whole podcast is turning into a therapy for me. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, what about you, Max? What have you
0: been reading? Nothing. Cool. Not really. I mean, well, I mean, some stuff. So we're going to be doing Preacher in our next episode. Spoiler alert! And so I've I decided to reread all of that again. And uh, so much fun. There, there, really isn't much to say about that that we're not going to we're going to say in there next cast but i've been reading a lot of old stuff lately um you know i've been reading like the you know the supernatural thrillers books the old ones like the living mummy and stuff like that
1: yeah
0: i never read any of those and so i've been rereading all of that stuff i've been reading like the tomb of dracula stuff
2: um oh nice you know, that's my, awesome
0: it's so much fun it's like seriously so much fun and so i've been delving into like, a lot of like the bronze age marvel like horror stuff that i never had a chance to read before even the stuff that's like you know the reprintings um, you know, where they just take those golden age books and slap on a new cover and say a new name and say, hey, here's a new book but it's not really a new book, it was printed in the 40s but yep. um, reading a lot of that stuff, I think that's a lot of fun um, and then, you know, in anticipation of the movie that's coming out here, like in a while I've been rereading Dune and, um, oh. yeah
2: Oh baby I mean, yeah. No, I mean, it's awesome, but it's also like yeah, have fun with your new college yeah. course you signed up for. Yeah, no. It's like it's like, well you
0: know, I guess I have like homework every night when I read that. So um <laughs>
2: Yeah, you gotta stop and go to the internet and be like what the
0: fuck? Yeah, like Google shit and you know, have like yeah. long introspective periods where i'm like walking alone thinking about doing um Yeah. You know, but yeah, I think that that's basically the stuff that I've been reading. Uh there's like a stack of stuff yeah that we're gonna talk about in a second that I have here sitting next to me that I need to, to jump into. But, um, yeah. And then obviously, you know, we talked a little bit about those alien books. I just read one that I hadn't read yet called um, Baleonics or something like that. And uh, it was really weird because it was basically aliens that were, you know, it's like in the medieval era, basically. Um, and so, you know, there's knights and shit that are fighting xenomorphs. And, so that's kind of fun. So. It
1: seems like kind of an unfair fight, if I'm going to be honest.
0: But... I mean, you have to read the book.
1: Um, well, that's hard no for me, buddy. <laughs> give
0: me pictures or give me death. No, they find they, they find a way. They find a way. Life finds a way. But um I, know, I mean always it, do. it's pretty good. Again, like most of the you know, most of those alien books like we were talking about before are like really quick, really fun reads. Um
2: you know, They're similar to the Star Wars books. They're yes, pulpy yeah. and like three hundred pages of a book that you could get through, you know, if you're doing a weekend read. Really, right. it's not dense. It's not difficult. You know, you you read it, and you know, you have some fun. And it's in a universe that you, you know, if you like those universes, then they're really, really quick. You know, so they're very fun and pulpy. in, in that sense, they're not actually pulp-like, but you know, they're like pulp reads where you can just hammer through them. So,
0: speaking of that, speaking of pulse, this is a really good segue. Um, I, you know kinda started collecting pulps in like maybe the last couple years and um and I really don't like to read them because they're so a lot of the ones that I've acquired are so like you know they're brittle and I don't want to damage the pages. Yeah yeah
1: yeah.
0: things like that. But I have actually started read a couple of those. Um I just have to be really careful when I'm reading them and it's like hilarious to see like the different kind of vernacular that was used for some of the stories like back in the day. Some of it is very non-politically correct that we probably can't mention on the cast. But um, it's
1: or or if we do, I have to spend twenty minutes editing it out after we're all said and done. So
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> or just just adding like a random sound or something like that over all yep. the things. No, but it's it's really funny and a lot a lot of it is like the like detective pulps and things like that. Um, it really re- like I mean the best way I can possibly describe it for listeners is like reading books that sound like you know Dick Tracy stuff, I suppose, or you know Mm. any of that really stereotypical turn-of-the-century detective you know noir stuff but really fun yeah
2: that's awesome i wish i wish there was more pulp stuff that was coming out that would um, kind of delve into uh uh, the different aspects i love detective fiction and uh, yeah um, pulp pulp detective stuff from that period but there was also like a lot of the sci-fi which I get is like Pokey now, <laughs> or you know, yeah. or, or yeah. not grim, grim enough for people. But I, I kind of miss those like police sci-fi uh books. I wish there was more. Oh, totally. Some more stuff like that. That would just yeah, be I, kind I, of I... fun instead of you know dour. <laughs> I
0: always, <laughs> I mean, as, as a big Dick Tracy fan, I always wish that there was like actually more of those books that were out that were actually good. There was one that came out a couple, like maybe three or four years ago, that was actually really good. But it'd be nice if there was like a I don't know, one that wasn't like just a short run or, you know, one, one that was actually, you know, had some writers or artists or creators that were connected to it that really cared about the characters for the long term and stayed on the book, um, you know. Right. Like, yeah.
1: yeah. Nick Tracy's one of the, his first like he first appeared in newspapers, correct?
0: I think so. Yeah.
1: Because he's always one of those characters like he's a cultural kind of touchstone that I, I, I don't know, kind of gets ignored, for lack of a better term. I mean, because. I Enjoy the stuff, and I enjoy whatever comics come out, and even reading through the old stuff. Like it, it's entertaining, but uh, like you never really hear about all of the first appearance of Dick Tracy or Flat Pop or whatever. And I'm pretty sure I, I think it's because it was in a newspaper, and that shit would be oh hard. yeah if from, the 30s.
2: Yeah. It's, oh, it's it's from it, the 30s. yeah, it's the 30s. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think it was a Chicago newspaper, but I don't. I, I think it was midwestern. Yeah, yeah. I'm not really rightly recalling, but you know, I mean. I don't think he actually appeared in uh, comic book until gosh, but probably close to the end of the forties or something like that. Yeah. When, yeah. So
0: Yeah. Uh, Detroit Mirror. He he made his first appearance in the Detroit Mirror, so it was very close. Oh Detroit yeah. shit. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> I don't know. You, you yeah, you're making a good point. I always thought that Dick Tracy should be more popular than he is. Like he should be more yeah. like a iconicness in uh, our modern social sort of environment, you know. Uh, we we'll just put it on so, War Baby, I guess.
1: Yeah, so I actually enjoyed the movie, and it kind of scarred me. Uh, like, because they, oh god, I'm having to dig way down here. Don't they put they put guys in like concrete barrels and then chuck them in the water? Right? Yeah, in that movie? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember seeing that as a kid, and that scared the shit out of me. Like the thought of like being buried up to my neck in concrete and then thrown into some shitty river. Oh my god, Ooh, still traumatizing, man. Anyways, <laughs> thanks, for, thanks, War for Baby. <laughs> And
0: Madonna, and Madonna, yeah, and Madonna. Yeah, and Dustin Hoffman now, but, and Dest- yep. Yeah, I mean that movie that, that <laughs> was, was so great too, in it but it underperformed at the box office, which was a bummer. I think people were expecting it, or the studio was expe- expecting it to be as big as like Batman eighty nine, and it was like, you know, it wasn't. And yeah, but it was still awesome. I mean, it's still fantastic. I re- watched no, it like a while ago. It's amazing.
2: Yeah, no, I, it's I enjoyed, definitely like a. a it's a, it, I mean, it's it's tough subject. To- Man, I mean, as far as like what people can enjoy, it definitely has, like you said, making the parallels to uh Batman and that gothic, um, you know, late 80s early 90s style that was kind of like, like people were trying to cop. Um, and it should have it should resonated more, but it's I don't know, it, like you both have pointed out, it's got a super super distinctive visual style and very very cool, cool characters, but I. I you know, it's just from such a bygone era that I don't think that you, it resonates with people. They don't get it.
1: You, you know, what yeah. would have been the, the time to remake Dick Tracy is when Sin City was coming out on the big screen. Uh, and then hmm. just like do like kind of a, like, you know, do a grim and gritty Dick Tracy in the vein of like how Sin City was shot. I think that, that would have been the time. But now if you put that out, people are like, what the fuck? Why is this detective wearing a yellow trench coat? This is stupid. Where's my hair?
0: Who's, who's your, like, I mean, this is a weird question, but who's your favorite Dick Tracy villain? Who's, oh, my gosh.
1: The one that always comes to mind is Pruneface, but... Yeah, uh, you stole yeah. mine. Matt, <laughs> <Nah. laughs> I don't know. Matt, what about you? Give Max a second to think about
2: it. I thought he lips. I mean, I think that's because isn't it Paul Serino who plays him? Think,
0: uh, yeah, uh-huh.
2: yeah. Who I always like, you know, as an, as an actor. So he's always, you know, he's a great secondary character. So, yeah, yeah was like, lips.
0: Yeah, flips. this is a great. I don't know, well, I mean, Pruneface would have been mine. Top Jones is great as well, but yeah. Pruneface is, like, way more evil. Like, way more evil than, like, people really know, because he, like, <laughs> worked he worked with the Nazis and, like, developed, like, weird nerve gas, and, like, he was all involved in, like, you know, funding all kinds of, like, Nazi, you know, Nazi groups, and, like, he was, like, super evil, like, completely, intensely evil.
1: Well, you know, if yeah. if Disney's doing a Rocketeer remake, how far away can Dick Tracy be, though? You know what I'm saying? It's like that uh, early '90s uh, movies that were coming out. Maybe, maybe Dick Tracy's down the line here.
0: I, I don't know.
2: I think there's legal issues. Like, like, that's why was uh, never huh? like a sequel. Like, there's...
0: I think, I, yeah, you're 100 percent right about that. Actually, there is. Yeah, I
2: I don't know all the ins and outs, but I, I remember that, like, for a time there was, a, and plus the box office disappointment. You know. To, yeah. Right. But I, I from what I understand is Worm he still has like some sort of ownership in the rights and he's trying yeah. to get things to go back and forth, but there's been a couple things that uh have uh So Dick Tracy is
1: basically going through what Miracle Man slash Marvel Man went through in the nineties.
0: Uh, at, at, at least i guess, film, at if least you the, consider the film rights are <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, are you are you are you saying Warren Beatty is uh, Alan Moore in this situation? I, I think
1: I think Neil Neil Gaiman in this situation because <laughs> it was Gaiman versus Todd McFarlane. So yeah, yeah. Well,
0: mm-hmm. I mean, even if we did get a, a Dick Tracy movie, I, I kind of hope we don't. Quite frankly, I mean, nothing is going to be better than that original, in my opinion. It'd probably be something like Channing Tatum or some whatever is Dick Tracy, and I would <laughs> <I'd> probably cry. <laughs> So I, I kind of hope they don't ever bring it back to the screen. Yeah,
2: you know, I just. There is so much Dick Tracy weeping in this episode. This is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> again, so again, hey, therapy. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Yes. Dear, dear, sweet turbo listeners. We have an out, like a general outline for the episode. Let me tell you, we've gone completely off script here. And we're, we're, we're talking about Dick Tracy and Warren Beatty for much longer than, than any of us anticipated. <laughs>
0: Well, what's kind of you know you know what he we, we don't ever see anymore either. I mean, he's probably you know he's old now and stuff. But that kid in Dick Tracy, he was in What About Bob as well. The Just, the, the, kid, the yeah. actual kid, yeah, the kid. Yeah.
1: He he also played. Uh, oh God, he played uh, Peter Pan's son on Hook.
0: Oh, that's true.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I have that's...
0: no I, I have no idea who he is. I just no, me he was he... in like a bunch of movies at that time frame.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's like the Jonathan Brandis of like the early nineties or something. You know, like, that
0: kind so he's thing? gonna kill he's gonna kill himself or oh, thing?
1: Oh, oh no. I'm gonna have to edit that out, Max. Why'd you say that?
0: <laughs> so let's talk about <laughs> new comics. <laughs> I thought you thought we were gonna yeah. see Quest talk there for a second, but
1: yeah, let's talk about the SeaQuest launch. Uh, Matt, what are you reading that's uh, new, and <laughs> uh, new and hot? Tell me now.
2: Well, so if we're going like just straight up like the big two, I've been reading uh, brand, brand new is I really like the Defenders series, and I was kind of on the fence about it, but the art is incredible, and so... And, of course, my week, here we go, tying into, got to mention Immortal Hope every single episode, Mm -hmm. no matter what, for years and years, listeners. But, uh, (laughs) you know, Al's coming off that book and writing this one, and the cast is cool, and it's really great. I mean, the art is way psychedelic, and it's it's just super interesting, and I, I totally recommend that one, and then... Of course, uh, the new Moon Knight, which I also had a lot of trepidation about, because who mm. knows how that was going to go. Um, mm. But the new Moon Knight does a really good job of tying in kind of, actually, all the past elements of Moon Knight. You know, the crazy multiple personalities, the supernatural angle. It's it's fun, you know, and funny, which I didn't expect, and I do think I would like, but...
0: I'm is it is it actually i mean i know we've all seen like the midnight memes and stuff like that are they actually pulling stuff like that into conk
2: well no it's more like um a cat i wish uh no it's <laughs> just a, he has like he has a, a much better self-awareness of his mental illness and kind of does that in oh. in a slightly humorous manner a few times and and you know i don't know it, i didn't know what to expect because anytime time this happens, you know there's like, ah, oh, TV shows coming. Marvel relaunches Moon Knight and lets it run for a bit, and then cancels it,
0: and mm-hmm.
2: or you know they bring someone in to write it, and this, and then you know, then languish it languishes again, and so it just kind of keeps going back and forth. And I don't know, you know, it's kind of worried because I didn't know how it would tie in, you know, and are they going to make it like the show? I don't think so you know, because I doubt, but he fights vampires, you know, in the start of it, and there's a really cool villain in the second, um, uh, second issue that I I don't want to give away because basically if you just explain it, it gives away the issue, but, uh, that was used very interesting, you know, very interesting. It's not something that you would see very, very much. And, and, you know, so I think it's a very, I think it's a good book. I was kind of shocked how much I liked it because again, I was like, well this is not going to be awesome, but, and then, <laughs> yeah, and then from DC, I've been reading, um, the new, the new Batman still, the fierce state started, and I, mm. was also, I- I'm still kind of on the fence about it, because, I don't know if you guys read the Joker war at all, mm-hmm. um, it had a great concept, big ideas, and then kind of executed like, meh, mm-hmm. um, It's just one of those books, you know, I feel like poor Batman gets drug into the crossover dream where, you know, everything gets real tiring. And I was not looking forward to fear state, even though it um, is kind of pushing things forward in a really logical way. And the scarecrow's motivations are cool in it. And his reintroduction is really cool. Um, And so, yeah, I think I'm still on board with it. It's just one of those ones where, I don't know. You just don't want to end up spending four hundred dollars a month on a book that's like real scattered, which is how I felt Joker War was. But um, on the flip side, I really like the new Superman um, with that's uh, with Jonathan. So I feel like, especially the first issue, I I haven't read the second issue yet, but um, yeah, I I feel like that's the Superman book we were all been waiting for for a little. It's been a while since it's
0: been a while. Also, been really good. Superman for a couple different reasons that we all know tremendous. Uh, <laughs>
2: well, Yeah, you know, I feel like a lot of white well, you know, yeah, and so I feel like me, me new character, you know, with it being, he yeah. a different personality than Clark, his son does, and you know, he's got those expectations all about too. He's taking on different things like, you know, he's trying to figure out how to make the world a better place in a more, uh, I don't know, modern sense, not, just like a big guy punch thing, which I feel like everybody kind of works to a super yeah. game. Like instead of having like a cool, villain you just get some guy that's bigger and badder than doomsday or such, that's like what they always do. And, you know, well, I don't know what to do. So we're just going to write some really big action scenes. And this one has him like trying to figure out, you know, climate crisis. And he, can't, he can't stop. With that? Even though he has superpowers, you know, it's not something that gets part the Comic books, it's, very it's topical. And, um, and, he's, and it's cool, uh, because again, it's kind of like, it brings back that simplistic hope you like with Superman, you know? Mm. I, I don't know. So, I recommend those out of the big books. And then for my indie book recommendation, one that's kind of harrowing, I don't I don't know if everybody's caught up, but if anybody's reading Red Room right now... Oh, you son oh, of
0: yeah. a bitch. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, nice else
2: yeah <laughs> I Red think is, you did. Red Room is incredible, but also about one of the most hardcore things I think I have ever read in a comic book. Um, It brings back horror comic books in a way that, you know, really, really makes a big splash. The art is incredible in it. Incredibly visceral. (laughs) I mean, and it's just way intense. It's a book that I, I think it's not for everybody. You have to have a strong stomach. And normally like the subject matter I would probably kind of find bland because it's it, you know, it kind of borders on um, torture porn a little bit and And borders. Well, (laughs) well, I think that's like the concept of the series, Doc. Yeah, but it has a story still. Like it still has like a like other torture porn. It's just like massive murder, you know, where it's just like in this, you know. Again, it's kind of like a more modern take. You know, Um, I think one of the things I found. Real interesting from the writer at the end is when, you know, one thing people ask him is, you know, are Red Rooms real? And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> you know, but that's what makes it <laughs> scary is because people think, you know, that this is something that could be real.
0: Well, so, we also, we also have video drum, so we know it's real.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> video drum rolls. But yeah, so I, those, that's my recommendation for, you know, an indie book. But uh, it's definitely, you know, adult. It's, not, it's very gory, very violent, and I, you know...
0: Not for all I mean, audiences.
2: Yeah. No, you might, you know, it's it's hard to stomach, you know, but that's, like, kind of in its own right, you know, that's what makes it special, because other horror books, you know, they tend to have kind of gone the way of modern horror, where it's, you know, supernatural of some sort, or ghost, mm-hmm. or, you know, it's just been kind of, like, a dull... You know, you got that House on Hunting Hill shit, and it's just kind of boring. And then when I read this, I was like, yeah, this is so much carnage. Like, I did not, I don't know what I expected. I mean, I knew it was going to be violent, but then when I read it, I was like, oh my god.
0: <laughs> I was shocked. I was, I was seriously floored. I was shocked at how, just how it is. I was, yeah, it was kind of a yeah surprise.
1: No, it's it's super, uh, <laughs> I hate saying this term, but it's like interface is very unapologetic for what it is. Like, it's, it's gory, it doesn't try to hide it and it's like, hey, this is what I'm offering and if you sick fucks want to read it, here it is. And uh yeah. And we and we all love it. Yeah, no, issue four just came out it's fuck it's awesome. It's such a great read. But uh that's right, this is definitely not for all audiences. If you're squeamish and uh, definitely if you're not a child. Yeah, and <laughs> if you're if yeah, and if you're a child, please stop listening to this podcast right now.
2: <laughs> yeah, how do you get anyway, but But it's, you know, it's, it's it's so great. It's compelling, you know. And I think that's kind of the thing that, like, in I use that term torture porn. You know, it's something that those don't have because those like really desensitize you to the violence. You kind of watch those for the kill count. You know, those movies like you're watching like Saw or Hostel or something, right? And you're just trying kind to of, like, for some sort of like horrific thing to happen, but your are is to it. This the the story injects realism into it. That makes it tougher, tougher to read. Yeah, would think is you know paramount when you're making something in the horror genre. You know, like
0: yeah, this. I think like, I, I think someone like Eli Roth could learn a lot by watching uh, or by reading this book.
2: Oh, you no. know yeah. Oh no, yeah. We
0: yeah. We won't go down that rabbit hole about <laughs> yeah. Eli Roth. But uh, yeah. e- Eli, if you're, if you're listening, like read read Red Room. Yep. just read yeah. it.
1: Thirded, read Red Room.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right. What about about you, Zach?
1: Okay, so my, uh, let's see. I guess if we're divvying a sub via DC and Marvel, I don't have any DC unless you want to talk about blue and gold. Oh,
2: no. (laughs) No,
1: no, we go. I I will. will... That's great. No, 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 I will mention blue and gold. Just go read it. But uh, I I didn't spend time like actually writing up anything for it. So the first one I'm going to talk about is uh, it's only two issues in. And I might regret saying this if this miniseries ends like a turd, but the uh, Kang the Conqueror miniseries that's out right now, it's written by two people who I've literally never heard of before. Uh, Jackson Lansing and Colin Kelly. Um, and the art is by a guy doing his best Jim Chung impersonation, Carlos Magno. Um, so it's two issues, and it goes like to the origin story of Kang the Conqueror. And uh, first I was like, eh, whatever, I'll give it a shot. I like Kang. I appreciate what they're doing. Um, but the first issue, it was like, OK, this isn't bad. But the second issue, holy fucking shit, it, it, like, it immediately made me a fan of this series and like, see where it's going. Um, so like I said, it's the origin of Kang. And I'm pretty sure it's going to, spoilers, I guess, maybe potential, it's going to turn out to be the origins of Iron Lad from the Young Avengers, pretty sure. Um, But it shows him like during the Rama-Tut era of Kang, and it uh, the, the whole issue focuses on him he runs into a moon knight from that era um it so you got that going on and then you also have uh the other big egyptian themed bad guy from that era ensabnuor aka apocalypse and he basically gets into the middle of this war between ramatut and apocalypse and like the scarlet centurions there and it's just a whole bunch of shit that i like i really like like they're just pulling in all these different um aspects from the marvel universe into this series and uh i mean we'll see where it goes uh, the art is absolutely gorgeous uh, there's a like in issue 2 there's this two page spread of a battle between apocalypse and scarlet centurion with like uh, zombie cows and other egyptian things like fighting each other in the desert um so like I said, we'll we'll see where it goes but uh I'm I'm hopeful so far. It's it's uh, I don't know. It's a good miniseries. If you guys aren't reading it, uh, give it a shot. I think it's like five or six issues or something like that. Uh, and then the next issue is going to have Doom in it, so we'll see how that goes. You guys Very haven't read that, have you? Nope. I know
2: time travel. No, I had the first issue, but
1: yeah. No, I'll give it a shot, man. Yeah. The first issue kept me on the fence. Second issue was like that's what that's what sold me. Um, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna get this out of the way now. So there's a new Darkhawk. So Darkhawk One came out uh like last month. <laughs> I stop laughing, please. This is hard enough sure. to get through. Um, I'm trying to remember I think it, his first name's I think it's actually I think it's Connor. I'm pretty sure that's the the character's the name. So there's a whole new Darkhawk. If you remember a few months ago, there nobody remembers this.
0: If you're, I remember it. I remember, I was, remember, you know, it. I remember was, it because I remember you you you're bitching yeah, about it. I, I was upset about it. it. Yeah. Well, yeah. so there
1: was a there was a dark hawk one shot that came out randomly, and uh, it it was basically like different snippets throughout Chris Powell's life, and then the very last one was him floating off into the great beyond in outer space and just dying. And so like okay, so eventually at some point down the line, Chris Powell just dies floating in space. Okay, cool. Thanks. Um so but they restarted it miniseries with this uh, with this Connor character. Um and he finds it's very similar to how Chris Powell started out. Like he finds the amulets. Um and it's a miniseries. Um the the only thing that would I, I God, I guess, not be like I'm really not trying to be dick by this. I'm just like trying to figure out like what the what the point of all this is like i'm sure it'll tie in the more i read into the story and i don't want to like insult the writer because this is personal to him and everything for kyle higgins here but the new dark hawk has multiple sclerosis and i just mm-hmm. don't know what what that has to do with the overall story like if it's gonna tie in and like the dark hawk body is gonna make him like more powerful I, I don't know what it is but uh we'll we'll see we'll see where it goes i mean i'm willing to give it a shot anyways because it's not chris powell and then also the the dark hawk armor looks different he's got like energy wings now it's some like fraternity raptors bullshit that i think that they're going to be doing i don't know we'll see uh wait till our next quarterly podcast to see <laughs> my reaction uh, by that point yeah. i'll have at least probably like three or four issues of this thing and i can see uh you know how how it goes uh you know right now i'm, I'm willing to read willing to accept a new dark hawk but uh i mean we'll, we'll see how it goes i mean it might go to shit in a couple issues, or it might be good. I don't know. You know, if this was we'll the
0: '90s, out. we would have. You know, if this was the '90s, we would have a team book like Fraternity of Raptors team book. Yes, we would. And 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 you would love that.
1: Uh, well, maybe. <laughs> if if Jeff Loeb <laughs> was writing it, if Jeff Loeb was writing it, they would all be tapped into the Hawk Force and pulling their powers out from that thing or some shit. Like it, they, you know, it, you can do a lot of different things with Dark Hawk. Like the Fraternity. like all right, I'm gonna stop myself here because I ramble too much about this. But we'll we'll see we'll see what happens. It could be good, could be bad. I'll let you guys know in the next one, but at least give the first issue a read because it's competently done. The art's fine. Uh, and it's a good intro for the character. Um yeah, I mean it's got Dark Hawk flying around New York beating up criminals, kinda of like how he did back in his first issue. So if you like Dark Hawk, which I'm sure you do, give it a shot. We'll see how it goes.
0: Spider Man in it.
1: Uh No, the typically Spider-Man in those 90s comics appeared in issue two as the selling point. Okay. Um Yeah, so he'll be, be on a lookout. I'm sure he's gonna he's gonna pop up in there. Um, yeah, oh, 100%. It's gonna be like a Miles Morales or the crossover or something like that. They, they're gonna need something to boost the sales on this puppy, I guarantee it. Um but yeah, and then Matt totally uh, bogarted my Red Room uh, selection. So I'm just going to say, uh, if you're not reading Department of Truth, you're way behind the eight ball. You need to catch up on that ASAP. Arguably the best book being put out right now. Um, it's great. It's fun. It's, uh, the art's incredible. It's not your traditional art. It's more like a graphic design type thing. I, it's hard to describe. You need to read it. Um, it's It's great.
0: That's it. Yeah. No, it totally is, and we've we've like lavished praise upon that book on this cat, you know, during our last quarters.
1: Yeah, no, for real. it's uh, I, I really can't like each issue. I'm just like, okay, well, like, what are they going to do in this episode? It just keeps on building up and up and up, and I'm just more and more impressed by the, especially by the art, especially with the last issue. Oh my god, it was there were some gorgeous two page spreads in that thing that you, you just got to like. I can't describe it. You, you just got to go. You got to go right. read it.
0: Yeah, what I about think, you, Max? I, I, I you know. Hard for me, because you know, Matt stole one mine, obviously, with Red Room.
2: Oh.
0: Um, I'm, trying, I'm trying to... <laughs> <think> of... <laughs> what a dick. I was trying to think of some stuff over the last couple months that I've been reading that was more of, like, in the indie realm. Um, I know I've been reading a couple different books from Behemoth, which is a small publisher. One of them was uh, a book called You Promised Me Darkness. I don't know if you've heard of that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's the, pretty a young book, right? Yeah, it's pretty good. Like, it's not bad. I, I'm digging that. Yeah. It's, you know, it's... Um,
2: did you get to the second issue?
0: Yes. Yeah, that's and where I think
2: it kind of got quite a bit better.
0: Yeah, and it's it's pretty cool. I mean, um, for those of you that I guess don't know about it, it, it every seventy five years, you know, Haley Comet, Halley's Comet orbits around the sun, and and every time this happens, uh, people around the world are born with like you know superpowers or incredible abilities or things that grant them some type of supernatural skill, and so it's basically. Um, You know, about these two characters that are, you know, running around, you know, running from like an evil being, you know, known as the anti everything who feeds on those powers and those special auras and things like that. And so it's it's pretty cool. It's not bad. I actually enjoy it so far. Um, Behemoth is kind of interesting. They're putting out some kind of cool books, some some kind of, you know, really fun kind of tongue in cheek books like the Turbo Kid comic and things like that. So um, I'm kind of digging that. Do
1: we sponsor that? We should. We should. Uh, it's right there. Anyways. We
0: we 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 certainly should. Um, there's some other yeah, books. Too um... that... Oh, go ahead.
2: Oh no, I was gonna say that Turbo Kid one. I'm kind of pumped for because that's like Apple's origin story or whatever, and that yeah. and so, which I think that's gonna be a a cool book that actually has some really nice covers and art. It looks like anyway. Sorry. Go ahead.
0: No, the, the, <laughs> the art looks the art looks awesome. I think I don't know. I think I like what they're doing over at Behemoth. So. Keep your eye on those guys. Um, you know, there's some other stuff that I've been reading off and on. Like I've been reading, you know, decorum, um, which is good. Um, mm. I, I think Matt, you recommended that. I, I can't remember, but I did. Um, yeah. yeah, that's a really that was really good. I'm um, stuttering still. water all well, for those of you guys that have been reading still water. It's prequel. Cool. Um, and um, yeah, yeah. I think the other stuff. I read that you had said um, uh, blue and gold. Um, which I read the first book and, you know, it, I liked it a lot. I'm curious to see how that goes that's only what, like, book maybe? Yeah, um, it's,
1: it's, I think, seven or, seven or eight? It's pretty uh, short.
0: I was kind of hoping, I yeah. mean, I really like the team, like, I mean, who and oh. like, and stuff like that, but I was kind of hoping oh. it would be Matisse um, and, and maybe Kevin McGuire or something like that. Oh. Um, you know, just because, I you know, uh, in my opinion, one of the most unappreciated tri- and comics is the just, just like international books um yes you know is. i you know just i i love those books so much you know the waha era kevin mcguire art you know matisse all that stuff like i love that stuff They actually just came out um was it last year with the omnibus of that which is great Oh really yeah it's like super awesome um one of the better omnibuses i've ever seen so I would re- highly recommend that as well, and, and obviously Blue and Gold. It's it's nice that they're actually still doing something like that. Um, you know, I, I know that DC has sometimes a, a proclivity to have books that um, not a lot of people are going to read, like when they put out the Wonder Twins book, and you know maybe even Blue and Gold. I know a lot of people want to see this book, but how many people are actually going to go out and buy it? But um, go out and buy it. I did. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's I nice also to bought the Wonder again.
2: Twins. <laughs> of,
0: course, of course he did <laughs> um, also I think you know they did pick uh, a good artist to be part of that Blue and Gold book too with Ryan Sook I think he's kind of underrated I, I know Matt and I we've talked a little bit about that before some of his art is really really great so mm-hmm. it's kind of cool that he's on that book yeah. too so. yeah, yeah and Blue right. and
2: Gold is like it's a great reintroduction of those characters too that kind of you're like where are these characters at you know what have they yeah, been where doing yeah, and it's it's totally in keeping with both characters, like, and so I, it's a really it's it's going to be a lot of fun, I think. And uh, part of uh, I think what DC's doing currently is they've kind of shortened their books, and they're kind of letting everybody know that you know the some of those, like you said, these books that might be sell a little worse or kind of like fan service, they're letting you know they're only like six to seven or eight you know or however long they've set them out you know if you're not you don't have to go in with the expectation that it's going to be a you know full yeah. series which is i mean we would want but you know the sales are what dictate it and obviously a booster gold and blue beetle, be <laughs> might not be lighting up the you know the comic racks there but it's uh, yeah. definitely yeah. quality it would have <laughs> about three sales a month
0: that's probably true. It made sense, I guess, that because Dan, I think, did Booster Gold for New Fifty Two, so it made sense that he was back on the book. And, but it's been a while since we saw mm-hmm. like ten in eight books. Like, I know he was like in um, uh, what was that DC crossover? Not Con Confluence. Um, oh God, I can't even remember. Convergence. The name, no. Convergence. Yes. There you go. That con- convergence. Yeah convergence. And, you <laughs> know, yeah, convergence. I mean, I, I know we read. So- that- <laughs> yeah, we saw him there. Yeah, we saw him in Convergence. And I think before that, we hadn't seen him in, in, until, um, I think it was like Blackest Night, maybe? Um, or Brightest Day, one of those. But, yeah. think
2: yeah, he, he ran through that a little bit. Um, but, well, he, I think, you know, it kind of sucks because his dead got kind of misused quite a bit. And, I mean, you know, he's been effectively replaced with Jamie, you know, yeah, uh, yeah, other, other blue deal, the newer one. Um, who's a our- in his own right, but you know, he's not important, and he's also completely opposite, which is cool for a legacy character because sometimes you know the legacy characters are just a person in the same costume. So, I think with that character, it's nice that it's a totally different take. You know, Jamie's like this dude in, uh, like almost I don't even know how to say it, like a, almost I, like a mech suit, essentially, like armored, yeah, I and mean, he, he has actual powers. <laughs> Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ted, Ted Gordon <laughs> is just a dude who uses a grappling gun
1: and, <laughs> and flies around dead, in a beetle-shaped.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he bumbles around. I think in the second issue it was really great because he talked about like uh, you know failing finances, and so he has like this like Dune buggy that they get into, and they're like Booster <laughs> Gold, you know, aloof is like, why are we in this? And he's like, you know. Ted's getting pissed at him because he's like, because the other one's destroyed. <laughs> you know, like, it's it's this nice that it's kind of got, like, uh, you know, a fun, humorous take. I, I feel like sometimes those are lost on DC properties, especially since they just ran the gauntlet of Super oh, Dark. Yeah. That, yeah. You know, 100%. you got death, you got, like, you know, you have, like, you know, uh, death metal going on for, like, four years here, and it's just been, like, right. bleak. <laughs> so,
0: yeah. yeah, it's just
2: nice that there's a little bit of, like, Fun things in these
1: horrible times, yeah. you know. And, and I would say that their friendship is probably like the the bond between Booster Gold and Blue Beetle is probably one of the the purest and best things in comics. And the fact that they've got a uh, a series about it is uh, is great. Like it's always good. It's always good to have that. Like it's just it's one of those things that makes comics. Like beautiful, just honestly, because it kind of it happened organically. Like it just like it happened that these two characters, like just the way they were written, got along, and everybody that spread the Justice League or National and shit, like we all saw it like coming up. And it's just it's nice to get refreshed
0: on that from time to time. Mm -hmm. Go buy blue and gold, please. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, what do you guys? What have you guys been digging? Like, just in in general, sort of, I guess geek media or comic media or movies or is there any well, kind of like stuff that's been related to some of the things we've been talking about that let, you've been digging or
1: let, let's just let, let's get the the cat out of the bag here like let's let's try to wrap up everything MCU wise because I oh, know yeah. I know so there's because there's a few disparate let's get the easy one out of the way what do you guys think of what if have you seen it
0: uh so- I mean I, it's okay
2: yeah yeah no nope. I would I hope it's kind of nice way of putting it. I think it's actually kind of bad. Um, it, I mean, there's a couple episodes that have been like, you know, but overall, I think it, it, it's kind of a really wasted opportunity, especially with the talent involved. You know?
0: Yeah, yeah. So,
2: um, you know, for anyone no who's seen it, I'm trying not to go through, through too many spoilers, but I'm sure um, most people have already kind of like, dug deep into it. You know, the, the I Man, Epis is probably one of the, the cooler and more interesting ones. And then oh, I love it. Peggy, mm-hmm. Yeah, the Peggy Carter one I liked as well because it was quite different, but everything else has been sort of really bland. I mean,
0: yeah. I thought. Yeah. That,
2: it, the Doctor Strange one was kind of like meh. I mean, well, see, and- it,
1: it's funny. That, it's funny that you call that one bland because that's the one that uh, received the most universal praise. Was that Doctor Strange one. one? And, and honestly, it's I think weird. weird. Yeah, it, it's. I, mean, I guess it's because it's like I don't know because it's dark and bru- I, I, maybe that's it. I don't know, but uh, I mean, it, it was a fine episode. But I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. But I agree, one hundred percent. The best one
2: was the crazy Hank Pym episode. Yeah. yeah, it was. Well, and I think that was just the most cool use of the characters. Uh, everything else has been the last one, which was Killmonger. I felt was I. W- I thought that was it. Really, really Is it... boring. Yeah, snooze fest. Yeah. Know, I mean, it, it was.
0: It, it was boring. A sec.
1: It was kind of setting up. Uh, what was that the Shuri? Pepper thing. I mean, if you want to get mm-hmm. into like the conspiracy theory, maybe setting up something for that. But I mean, yeah, it, it was it was pretty boring. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, agreed. They, there's a lot of potential. Like in the zombie one, I was kind of let down. Like I was expecting a little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. Like, and all the endings have kind of just fallen flat to me. I, I don't know. Like, the, yeah.
2: Yeah. Also, the animation in it, I'm not 100% sold on. It does look good. It's kind of sell shady, but I think. I think there's a real problem. Sometimes it doesn't look like the mouths are speaking the words that they're saying, and Is I feel it like flat? it's kind of distracting. Yeah, it's flat because it's cel shaded. Yeah, <laughs> it's literally flat.
1: Well, so I'm wondering, like, so the the one, like, the one reoccurring, aside from Owatu, like the rest of the reoccurring, like the only reoccurring thing I've seen in there has been the whole tentacle monster. Like you see it in the first one. And then you see it in the uh, episode with Strange, right? I, I don't think I'm missing it in any other ones. But uh, do, no. you think, do you guys think you guys think that's going to tie into anything? Is that is that Shuma Gorath?
0: It's Mephisto. Uh, yeah, it's always it's More always likely. Mephisto. Mephisto yeah. is Shuma Gorath.
2: Yeah. yeah, get your key now, everybody. Yeah. Bye bye. Um, yeah. Yeah. It might be, but I don't know. It, it's hard to like. What if? Is every time it's supposed to be random? It's surprising. Yeah. I think the problem with the show is that it doesn't do the what ifs as well as what's- um, the cock went you know, was- sure. nuts. You know, they <laughs> went berserk sometimes. They just yeah. was like, All right, and you know, they took ideas that were way left field. Like the yeah. one- Longer was essentially just like and I'm gonna complain about this, so like it, but- mm-hmm. the like was essentially a living changed, but he still was the same character did the same things. You know, it was really like just alternate like maybe yeah. or actually been you know it but it didn't do that. A lot of these don't really change much. right? And
1: no and, and that's and and that's what like with the with the comic it it could be something innocuous like what if Spider Man put on his left pant leg first and it would be the end of the fucking universe. Like it, it they always did like like they went to the yeah. extreme stuff with here. It's just like a lot of the episodes, like the first one, the black Panther, star Lord, the Killmonger one. It's just, it's just like, what if character a was character B right. instead? Right. And that, that's, that's That's, that's such a waste. That's boring to me. Like do something outlandish, but I think they're kind of hamstrung because they don't want to introduce all like, cause you could go crazy and you could introduce all sorts of elseworld shit or not worlds, multiverse stuff. Like whatever you want to do, like you can, you can go off, but they don't want to do that. So they want to like they, they're trying to do like this crazy multiversal story, but keep it within this like contained box of characters exactly. that already yeah. exist. So they're 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 kind of hemming themselves up with that in that regard. Like why why even make this show unless you're going to go like full bonkers? Uh, like well, it's yeah, just, yeah, yeah. It's just to me, it's just like it, it, I'm sure I'm sure some people like it, but it's just kind of like it's just boring. It's like why? Like who cares if Black Panther was Star Lord? All right, cool. No. Like yeah. Anyways, like it's just. I don't know. It's just not not worth it to to me. Like there's just it's just kind of a wasted. Like you were saying, it's just kind of a. I don't know. It it could be better, like like the comics were, but uh, I mean. But you're it's, right.
0: It's it's yeah. it's sustained. It can only be sustained within the little sandbox that they have to play in. Yeah,
1: uh, yeah. You
0: know, and yeah. and so they can't like actually break out of that and do something that's like completely crazy and and wild, which we would love because right. of the risk. Of I reading. don't know. They, I
2: think that's. I think they could have. I mean, there's Thanos, there's the Infinity Gauntlet, there's the gems, which is weird because they haven't done anything with.
0: Yeah, they haven't done anything with that. Yeah, yeah I was Strange.
1: That. Well, hey, you know, th- this this is a good segue because I think they kind of screwed themselves with the whole Infinity Stones and the impact of what Thanos did during the Loki miniseries, which also has come out and fully completed since the last time we had a podcast, which is fucking amazing. But, <laughs> uh, but the the fact that the TVA was introduced, the fact that the the timeline, the multiverse, like the fact that all that was introduced and that, you know, I, I what was the throwaway line about like people using the Infinity Stones for like paperweights or whatever. Like it, it kind of takes away from some of the gravitas that the the end game and Infinity War had in, in my humble opinion. Um yeah. So I think I don't know if they like if they just kind of want to leave the Infinity Stones alone for now and just focus on this new multiversal threat. I'm assuming that's why they haven't been using them, but
2: I, I could be wrong. No, but... Kind of you, like in the yeah. show, the the cartoon. I mean, like you said, they're not really doing anything. Like they're just yeah. doing character swaps. Like right. you can at least do other stuff. I mean, again, give some of the Infinity Gauntlet. Like I yeah. mean, it, in the comics, yeah, it was wild. Yeah. You know, it's like it Spider-Man gets the power cosmic. All right, yeah. we'll give give. Spider-Man Man, the Infinity Gauntlet. What happens if he right. was the one? As it, you know, instead of uh, you know, right? But, but like the the only the not... only. Well, I mean,
1: I guess technically there's three episodes where they don't do like what if character A was character B. It's the Doctor Strange episode where he just he goes bananas and destroys the universe. Uh the Marvel Zombies episode, and then oh gosh, I'm forgetting what was that? I just had it, but oh, the Hank Pym kills everybody episode. Like, mm-hmm. and, but th- but those were, in my humble opinion, the best episodes. Like everything else has just kind of been forgettable. But uh, what, what what did you guys? Okay, so I know this is this is divisive because we've talked about it before. If you had to rate, <laughs> okay. if you, if you had to rate Loki, the series, <laughs> uh, on a scale of one to ten, one being uh, terrible, ten being uh, is your favorite thing ever, and you're gonna watch it every month, where would you put it? Max, go.
0: Wow, wow. Um, probably like a four point five.
1: Four point five, Matt.
2: I would say actually like a
1: five. Almost a five.
2: Completely. Yeah.
1: Okay. So I, I'm I'm personally at a 6.5, almost seven here. So uh, I, I think we've drawn the lines here of who's going to try to defend this fucking show and who's not. So here comes the king, love. here. here well, no, and I'm trying not to let that dissuade me to it. So I will give you guys this. The first like half of the show was pointless like, well, maybe not the first half, the middle, the middle portion of it was pointless. Sure, Like that episode where they're walking around the planet and they're getting on the train and the stuff that 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 like who cares? Like,
0: yeah, it's who, like it's like it's like character development episodes, basically. that That's all it is. Yeah, but there, there's
1: ways you could do that with but still have like meaningful plot happen. Like sure. there, there's, there's nothing meaningful to happen in that train episode that wasn't character driven, I guess. Like the fact that this planet was blown up didn't really fucking matter. Um. But I I will say, like the 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 whole multiverse, like I think it was good that they used Kang to do it because he's the, in my humble opinion, the perfect character to explore that. Uh, It's cool that they used the TVA, which was kind of a throwaway concept in the Fantastic Four and Thor, but they actually like brought it to fruition. Um, And then the, but really, the the selling point for me was the final two episodes, like the fact that they actually used Elias in a live action series blows my Mm. fucking mind. Um, he's, he's from a random mini series, Was it the Imperial Matrix or something like that? Like super, super random one-off character they decided to throw in there. And then the fact that they introduced, uh, I mean, it's not really Kang. It's like the one above all. Like, sure. hey, I don't know how, how you want to view him. But the fact that they introduced that and everything that spiraled off of that character introduction to me is what... Set it above, like it just feels like between like the Spider-Man Far From Home, the Doctor Strange movie, like this is going to be like the the starting point for basically the next I don't know two years worth of Marvel stuff.
0: Yeah, I suppose your count your your <laughs> counterpoint. Yeah. <laughs> so,
2: okay. <laughs> uh, I, I think I'm going to be more even. I, I rated the I rated it low, and because I know I already know Max is of the show where there's, where there's that preface here there's a little bit of a not raha, but there's been a little bit of kerfuffle. kerfuffle yes. But I think it's just because like there's episodes that were great and there was episodes that were not great at okay. all. Like you mentioned. And it could have been done in, in like three episodes or probably even a movie. You know like mm. not too probably you know just it didn't need to be a series it didn't drag on yes. some of the characters didn't need to be in there or introduced or you know have the stories they did it, a yeah. lot of it the like you said, the middle chunk was almost useless. You could probably watch like what the first two episodes and the last two episodes, and, and still and call it
1: good. And you you would get the you would get the main crux of everything. Like you could avoid the whole Ravona Renslayer stuff. Like it just doesn't like it doesn't matter. Like it, or like the fact that they killed the the or that were the, the Time Lords, Time Masters, whatever ended up being the robots. Yeah, like none of that matters. None none of it mattered because no, for... it, it was just forgotten about.
2: Oh no. Yeah, and it didn't even. It doesn't even play into like an overall arc. So, you know, I, I lean like some of the episodes were great. And, you know, of course the, um, the acting's great in it. And, but there's just chunks of it. Again, you mentioned the train episode, like the show didn't need action. I feel like they injected the action into it because it's a Marvel show. And it's like, Mm -hmm. it didn't fit the formula. So I don't know. It's, Again, it's it's fine, you know, and if you're a Marvel fan, like 99.5% of people on the planet, I guess, then it's almost mandatory viewing because ain't nothing else going on, you know, like there wasn't yeah. much else coming out, you know, or to be excited for it, the, the MCU, but overall, it was a bit bit of a disappointment for me, but I yeah. think the success of it was the, like you said, the last two episodes were really good. Yeah, you like, were that was really cool but just make a movie man if you're going to do yeah. that you know just make it a movie instead I have to wait a week every week and listen to people talk about Mephisto every week
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> Mephisto alright all right, Max played it on me why, why well, did you I, like
0: I, it? I totally agree with Matt like it should have been just a movie I mean there was just so much fluff there was so much like just trash yeah. that didn't really be there you, which is um, kind of sad because you're wasting a lot of relief. you know I think Tom Hill is fantastic I think the cast overall was great. I actually really liked Owen Wilson. Um, he was, mm-hmm. he, was he was good, but I think overall I just felt I felt it was like maybe a, kind of like a drudge to get through the show at times. And um, yeah. I think most most damning for me, and and this is like a complete. You know, I'm sure there's gonna be a whole segment of nerds out there that might was this cast that, that are gonna hate me for this. but I really don't like Doctor Who, and felt like Doctor Who to me. <laughs> It's like totally so, felt like Doctor Who every you know, especially when you, had, you know him with what's her name, um, yeah, you know doing so. Doing I, I, I will, were.
1: I will agree with you. I, I also sorry nerds, I don't like Doctor Who either. So like I, I get it, like I understand where where the the trepidation is coming from, and uh, it, it's just I, I see the this the connection and everything, but the fact that it's tied into something bigger than just the series itself. Like if the series just would have been like let's say no MCU exists and Loki was just that show. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like then I would have, I oh, think yeah. I would have liked it less, but the fact yes. that it it introduced more into the grand scheme of things is what
0: kept I, me, I think kept me interested. In- you made a good point though. Like one of the reasons why I did. didn't, I didn't like the show is, is the point that you made where it kind of like, um, Devalues or or escalates the importance and the significance of other aspects of the MCU, yeah. and that and that kind of bothered me. You know, I, yeah. I I I thought that that was kind of like I know that they need a reason for the multiverse to occur, but you know, Jesus Christ, like why do you have to do that? Um,
1: yeah, that, yeah, that, that well, yeah, it, it nega- like yeah, because it you completely like I understand like if you want to get down to like super detailed stuff, they're like, well, the multiverse didn't exist before right. Kang was killed. Whatever, I, I, okay, cool. But like the the fact that you had like, you know, everybody dying and everything and Infinity War and then Endgame, like you go back and watch that now, you're just like, eh, like yeah, uh, it's like, like OK, it,
0: cool. Like it, yeah. it just kind of makes it not important and it makes it not important in such a casual sort of tongue in cheek, almost non serious kind of show where the stakes aren't quite as high as maybe they should be in relation to the rest of the MCU. And so that bothered me about the whole show in general. Um, I think a 4.5 is that the, the majority of the four, like four points there are, are because of the acting and the crew and the, the production value of the show is really good. Yeah. You know, some of the, some of the like, um, you know, Easter eggs and tongue in cheek stuff was really fun. It was really fun to see, you know, Richard Grant as the old school Loki kind of, I kind of, yeah. I dug that. I thought that was fun. It was the same you
1: episode know. that had the living tribunal's head in the background if memory serves.
0: Yeah. And the Thanos yeah. Thanos yeah.
1: copter, it, and that was insane the the price on the thanos copter issue started to spike after that oh my god anyways so the the last last marvel i know max you haven't seen this yet so we'll try to keep it uh non or uh spoiler free but go, uh Shang-Chi. go ahead and spoil me okay well anyway shang chi i mean Shang-Chi.
2: yeah but i mean spoilers that would mean it would have to like be comic marvel. relevant
1: so yes, th- this this is this is where we're 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 going to lose listeners. So Shang Chi, I think, is a, it's a very competently well done movie. Uh, for any person that has never read a single Shang Chi comic in their life, they will probably enjoy it, um, just like my wife did. However, for somebody who has read any Shang Chi comic ever, you're going to watch this and wonder what the fuck is going on because it takes a hard hard right towards the mystical uh, super powered realm versus where Shang-Chi spent a good, oh I don't know 95% of his comic life which is basically at the street level Which is fighting dudes like fucking razor fist and blackjack like that. That's where Shang Chi's at. He's not slaying mythical beasts and using the ten rings. And so, like, I get it. They have to kind of power creep him for lack of a better term for the Marvel universe because, like, it's hard just to have kung fu guy be in like in a big Avengers movie. Like, you have to give him some sort of power, which I'm sure he'll use the rings for or or whatever. But like the the fact that it divulged so much from the comic left me with just kind of like a. I don't know a bitter bitter taste in my mouth after watching. Like I can appreciate the fact it was well done, but uh, I I wanted something different for a Shang Chi movie.
2: Oh yeah, I'm so I liked it. it, especially the the first the first half. You know, basically you get to level the third. Stuff? Yeah, the third act. You all of a sudden it just goes completely bananas, and I mean, it's. It's very typical blockbuster movie, summer movie, you know, and it kind of like I don't know de-evolves into that, and which is kind of a bummer. Um, I mean, it's fine. It's like you said, there's the, there's a really bad power creep, and how do you connect them? But and this is kind of a problem that I think the pandemic has exposed with Marvel movies in general is this power creep that we have, and then on top of that how they have to even schedule movies like Mm -hmm. you could have just made a shang chi movie that doesn't didn't really have to tie into the next four or five movies you know you could have just made a cool shang chi movie right so
1: yeah they don't do that anymore i mean everything ties in everything else which i mean fine whatever but you don't have like your good standalones like iron man one was a good standalone just with an end credit scene and this I mean, I guess it, it's kind of similar. It, it was an okay standalone, but uh, I mean, you're immediately thrusting him into, you know, an after credits scene with who was in there, Hulk and Captain Marvel. and uh, Yeah, I'm, I'm no, missing just, somebody. Yeah.
2: Well, you're just hammering it in there, I felt like. And on top of that, and that's because we, you know, have read years of Shang-Chi, whereas other people are like, who the hell is, you know, Shang-Chi? Right. And, you know, um, and I think they do a good job to bring it to the masses. But do I think it was really necessary? Not, not really. I I think the street level characters are really missing in the MCU. I think mm-hmm. having care, cool. you know, having like relevant characters that you can relate to, you know, even being in a world that's as crazy as the Marvel Universe is, is lacking. And I thought, you know was going to be that i thought this was going to be the the movie that kind of set that tone you know and it didn't and i mean the action's really great in it the production values there it's you know it's a marvel movie it's it's a machine now and so they're making huge movies you know and i just wish the third act wasn't exactly like how it was and i'm I'm trying to keep a lot of stuff spoiler free because there's a few people that haven't seen it just like max but you know there's it it was disappointing in the sense that you know to the character the core of the character but in the end i still think it was a decent movie it's just i think the real disservice is is that he's going to be i feel like a character that's just hammered into a bunch of movies you know he's going to be he's going to be on the team, you know, right. he's going to have the 10 rings, which operate different than they do even in the comics, which I thought right. was weird. I was about to, you get know, to that, but <laughs> yeah, I, I thought that was weird. That changed in general. Like, yeah, I didn't really.
1: So, uh, I for, confused by that for turbo listeners out there, the most universally reviled Marvel movie that we have as a friend group here is Iron Man three by, by far Iron Man three is, is, and I think I can safely say for all of our opinions, just about the worst Marvel movie that's been made. And yeah. the primary reason for that, uh, well, there's a few. But the biggest one for me was the way that the Mandarin was treated in uh, in the movie. Because you have one of the one of the most iconic Iron Man villains uh, being treated as basically like a hoax or a joke. And they try to address that in this movie. And in fact, Max, the character, I, I forget the name. He's some famous actor, the dude that played the fake Mandarin and Iron Man Three returns in Shang Chi. Spoiler. Um, oh, okay. And they try it's to Ben Kingsley. Watch, ben Kingsley. Thank you. Isn't he like a knight or something? Uh, they try to <laughs> they try to resolve that and uh, basically say like uh, uh, I don't know. They they don't really. I still feel like this character that was created to basically essentially play the role of the Mandarin didn't even do him enough credit, even though they tried. And then they changed how the rings operate. They're basically just like a telekinesis. Powered bracelets. I I don't know. There there's but the that the disservice done to Mandarin. I wasn't a big fan of. And then also the fact like at the end there's this big mythical monster um, that I've never seen before. <laughs> I have no idea where the fuck it's from. It's not it's not in the Marvel comics. It looks just like something they created. I mean I guess it might have appeared in some random series somewhere at some point in time, but. They just created something specifically for the movie, which, okay, if that's what you're going to do, I guess I understand, but there's like a, there is an encyclopedia worth of characters you could have been using. And the yeah. fact that they didn't have goddamn thing, thing, foom in this, I movie, was just going to
0: say that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There's no, I was going to
0: ask, fo- ask you that I was going to be like, well, is that in the movie? Cause you know. No, I saw like some like dragon like thing in the trailer. There is a a
1: giant there's a giant white dragon, uh definitely not named Fing Fing Foom, and he definitely does not have purple underwear. So it's definitely (laughs) not not my favorite dragon in the Marvel universe, but it just like exists now. So it's like why, why, why bring all this in? Like there's shit that you can make But I don't know. It, like it's it's still definitely so, worth a
0: watch. So, as someone who hasn't seen the film, like, did they correct the issue with the Mandarin? Then, I mean, because I thought that Ben did. Kingsley's character, like, I can't remember what his name was, but Trevor, um, I, Trevor, there you go. I thought that he died, like, in that short. I maybe I maybe I'm remiss remembering it. But he, was, I thought uh, he died. I thought he got kidnapped. shot or
1: something. Kidnapped. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Um. So they essentially, and and Matt, please correct me if I'm wrong here, but I, I believe how it was handled in the movie was that a uh, homeboy who had the rings uh chis father has been alive for thousands of years and he says it I've been known by many names throughout the years uh and one of those was Mandarin so it's just like it's it's a it, it just feels like it's a nickname given to a guy who's so much more than what the Mandarin actually
2: is mm-hmm. if that makes sense so yeah. it, it, yeah, it it's, it's just it's kind of... like uh I mean the the handling of the Mandarin villain is a bummer and sort of indicative of tons of Marvel movies how they mishandle some of the villains. Primarily, they even even this actor who had you know he had a great screen presence and he oh, yeah. was a great actor as the Mandarin. Like, why didn't they just make him like the regular Mandarin? Yeah, like, right. make him that character who is much more interesting instead. Right. They try to, I, I don't know, I, I, I'm not quite sure, you know, and yeah. it's, movies don't have to be 100% comic accurate as yes, fans, I <laughs> yes they <I> do, well, <laughs> you know, as you've, I mean, long suffering comic fans already know this, you know, the films w- will be different, but these ones, and Marvel hasn't done this essentially since they've done Iron Man, uh, had such a veer off It doesn't feel like the characters, Um, and so this definitely feels. I don't know. It's it's concerning because it feels like maybe the direction as a fan. But you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, people are still going to consume it. They're the they're the big movies. But you know, the Mandarin is such a cool villain. The Ten Rings are really cool in the comics, and it was kind of just lot of wasted opportunities. Some of the stuff that we complained about, about Loki can apply here, you know, it's you know, you, you could have had Shang-Chi just be you know, something, the, you didn't have to have the end, you don't have to have him be what that was, you know, and you don't have to have the Mandarin again, there's a lot of spoilers here, so if you guys yeah. have seen this, or not seen the top, but you know, again, they kill him you know, for some unknown reason you know, yeah. it, 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 it's been the it's it, been the
0: it's been the majority problem for me in relation to any Marvel property is the treatment of the villains. Yeah, is the you know the, there's a continual like just disconnect there on having like relevant yes. like you know foreboding kind of villains where you see them on the screen and you're like oh shit's about to go down. It's like when you yeah. first saw Darth Vader as a kid. Like that feeling that you're like, oh my god, this shit's gonna go down. Like yeah, I don't get that from any so Marvel I, film.
1: I, I agree with you except for one caveat, Thanos. Like Thanos, th- yeah, th- he's the yeah, only one. Yeah, he could well, well he had his whole he had his whole fucking movie. He had like yeah. all of Infinity War to like get his character motivation and everything. Everybody else, yes. like and remember you remember, remember which when...
2: ones are like that?
1: Yeah, yeah no, mm-hmm. that's you need to have motivation. They just can't be like the villain of the, the month or whatever, like Taskmaster and Black Widow, Jesus Christ. Like it just they're all just forgettable. They're, they're not really given the respect that they deserve deserved. Because I mean, let, let's be honest here, they're not the nobody's going to see the villains. It's like they're going to see the heroes like they're the they're the cash cows, so that's what they focus on, which I mean I guess they should, but
0: uh, well, I guess it's- it's- for them to have adversity though. And you know no, and, agree. And, and and they just they they flush that down the drain time and time again with established that people up into, you know, adversaries <laughs> in these movies. <laughs> And, and they've just kind of disregarded that completely. And instead they either have like a villain of the week type of people.
2: Yep. Or even later, like, you know, uh, I really like how they handle, you know, and even the only ones who kind of had arcs, you know, in the whole thing as villains. And those are the most memorable ones, you know, and no one's like, man, my favorite Marvel villains, Obadiah Stone or whatever, you know, like, nobody.
1: Stain, bro, come on.
2: Stain, see? <laughs> you know, nobody's nobody's pumped on that, you know? Whiplash, no, no one cares, because you know, they're introduced, and the character goes the motion, spikes, defeats them, they're gone, you know, that doesn't do anything. You know, you meant right. like, like, Star Wars, where there's like, real like, stakes. you know, Darth Vader was like, a right. horrific presence, and, and, you know, they even win in the second movie you're like oh God. you know like yeah. that, you know the bad one is in that film you know it was very you know, like it was kind of a bleak ending like it like part of the appeal is that these movies don't have that sort of like uh real tension but I don't know it just sometimes feels yeah. like a giant waste to the villain it makes me worry for the future of like Doctor Doom or you know Maybe even you if they introduce you know know, they're not exactly straight up villains but they you know even other ones like even in black panther you know they killmonger had a great story he had a great purpose you know that tied into him being a villain you know it made you sympathetic for him and you just kill him in the first movie (laughs) jesus like you know what does this mean i I don't know So, so yeah i guess the overall problem in this movie to circle back and tie this into shang chi is that it definitely has that problem and it kind of sucks and i feel like this movie is in a way a step back for the marvel universe as a whole just because you know i don't know like what does this mean for eternals you know like if yeah. this movie has zero connection to comics and zero connection all they want to do is connect movies like I don't mm. need to see 14 part movies you know like
1: yeah well I mean the, the good news is that really nobody like myself included gives two fucks about the deviants so they can do whatever they want there and nobody's going to care <laughs> yeah
2: <right. And laughs> what's going that's what he says now listeners but what happens right. is, is when the deviants are misportrayed in this movie, <laughs> we're going to have the same cast. Rage. Yeah. yeah. One year later, listen, yeah. I'm calling yeah. it now Deviance, Misportrayed, Black Knight, Misportrayed, Pissed. Well,
1: well, so Black Knight is a possibility, but, but I mean, it'll, it'll be
0: fine. We'll we do We fine. will see. We will see. Is there any other kind of like a nerd or comic book media movies, whatever, that's coming out, like that are outside of like the MCU that you guys uh, are interested okay. in? I mean, because I, I oh, it's my well,
2: like, well, well, time.
0: No, well, it, I mean, it, I, is... I'm going sh- to let one of you guys go. I'm going to say, I'm going to give a quick shout out because I have to. It, it like has to happen uh, because this was a great show. Like when I would bring up Disney Plus I or Loki or any of that stuff, I got to give a shout out to Bad Batch, you know, where they introduced Clone Force 99. This was like a great, great show, a great continuation of the Clone Wars. Um, if you guys haven't good. seen it, if you're a Star Wars fan, Absolutely fantastic! Every episode was good, and it actually felt like you know they were it, they were actually building upon you know the narrative. They were actually building upon the universe, creating new characters. um, really, really, really fun stuff there. Dave Filoni, like you know Chef's Kiss, like seriously awesome. So don't miss out if you're if you haven't watched that yet. Definitely get on there and watch it. So,
2: mm-hmm. oh, it's good. Okay, I like it a lot. Starts. I haven't seen the last episode, but. Um... Yeah. Right, uh, okay. Start talking so, about Titans. Do it. Yes, it's happening. So, um, well, it is not just Titans. I feel like you know, uh, DC is like the bastard child of comic media right now. You know, um, and unrightfully so because it, a lot of shows are actually and movies have now I think turned a corner, and I think something to keep your eye on is how. I think some of some of this media is going to be better, especially the films like watching. Actually, I watched Suicide Squad with Zach in person. Weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was incredibly enjoyable, <laughs> you know, and it was like a really well made and not a giant, you know, doo doo brown.
0: I was like but, shocked at how I was shocked at, by the way, just FYI, I saw that and I was shocked
2: at how fun that movie was.
1: Yeah. Fun in a DC movie. I was fucking floored. Yeah. Yeah,
0: it was crazy.
2: Yeah, exactly. You're like, yeah. wow. I don't hate this. I don't hate everything immediately, and yeah, yeah. I feel like there's a. I feel like it's going to turn a corner. So, uh, I'm going to talk about Titans because one, I love Teen Titans, and yes, I'll pause for laughter. Okay, <laughs> no anyway, Teen Titans not. rules. Yeah, <laughs> and, but I feel like the show is actually great. So at first, like from the teasers and everything that came from the show. I was not about it. I didn't really want to watch it. And also everything DC was really bad. So, and it was like butchering the things that I hold very dear. You know, I am the DC goober here and I like a lot of terrible DC stuff. And this Mm -hmm. was all so bad, so bad. And so, you know, the Titans to me, I was like, I just, you know, I couldn't do it. And so, But I was drawn in with Doom Patrol, because, you know, I had heard that it drew heavily on Grant Morrison's portions, and it was bizarre and weird, and Brendan Fraser became a meme darling, and so, you know, you want to... So I checked it out, and Doom Patrol is brilliant. It's actually unlike any other TV show that's on. It's great. And so from that, it... Actually, Doom Patrol was a spinoff from Titans. They're introduced in the Titans TV series, which I don't know if a lot of people know, and so finally, out of you know sheer boredom and you know DC resentment, you know how as a fan you hate yourself. I decided to give it a try, and Titans is really good. Now, I'm I'm
0: shocked. I'm shocked hmm. when you say that.
2: It is. It is, and it's actually a lot of fun. It's like a so if you would take the things that were really awful about like the Arrowverse, all that, the stuff that lay, like, that came Everything. out with, the, yep. yeah, all, all of it, you know, all the stuff was really terrible and <laughs> melodramatic. And so at first I was like, ah, this feels like it's that, but the development is much better. The adult content, I think helped it. Um, hmm. and the acting in it is actually really good for a, you know, what's basically like a, superhero soap opera which is kind of what teen titans are and so it's it has a few things that had problems like there was a couple uh finale problems a couple times but this season three really has hit its stride you know introducing red hood and you know everybody's like god i hate jason and i'm like wow that's exactly how everybody felt in the comic books too they voted Mm -hmm. to kill him you know so (laughs) um I just, I really enjoy it, you know, and if you're a DC goober and you have any love for these characters, and there's other characters that I didn't expect, like, I, like, they introduced Connor Kent in it, mm-hmm. and, wait, well, he's great, you know, and Crypto's in it, which I like, it's just weird, you know, and so, I feel like some of that stuff is taking a turn, and I, and still, I know a lot of people probably don't give it the chance, because you know, it's some people probably either tie it to that like Arrowverse quality, that's which me. I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I that's
0: it. totally yeah. me. Yeah, I, I when I saw when I saw that it was coming out, I was just like, "This is this is going to be totally trash," and I'm not even going to yeah. bother with it. So, yeah, I haven't, but I, yeah. Yeah, so well, maybe I will now. I don't know.
1: Yeah, well, so I I didn't watch the first few seasons. I just started cold on the latest season Titans, and like there's some parts. I mean, it's, uh, uh, you know, it's. They rubbed me the wrong way, but by and large, it uh, it was very entertaining. Actually, the, like the biggest part that, that I didn't like was the portrayal of Batman in it, honestly. But aside from that, the rest of it was fun.
2: Yeah, and well, and what's nice about it is, is it's Batman's not like a focus, so right. It's almost like you had to have him in there because it takes place majority in Gotham, and mm-hmm. Dick is the Dick Grayson is like basically the main character. So yeah. eventually, you'd have to have that Specter show up, but. You know, uh, one thing I really like about it, speaking of opposite of how villains are introduced um, and dealt with, I really like what they've done with Scarecrow in this season. Um, He's working in conjunction with uh, the the Red Hood, and to try to keep spoilers for people who haven't seen it or maybe eventually will be interested. One of the coolest parts I liked in it is they have, like, the crime boss villains, the street-level villains, You know the head of the gangs all together, and they're like chatting, and they're pissed, and they're talking about what to do. Red Hood shows up, and they're like, "Okay, cool, whatever." He even goes off the deep end, real violent, throws like a head on the table, and they're like, "Cool, whatever," you know, like they're not intimidated by him. Scarecrow shows up, like a few episodes later, and he addresses them, and they basically shit their pants because they're like, they're like, "Oh fuck." You know, like, here's the Scarecrow. This guy's a legit threat. He's a psychopath. You know, we know what he's done to the city. We know what he wants. You know, they basically just turn the other cheek. They're like, we will do whatever for you, Scarecrow. Whatever you say, you are running the shots now. And these characters, which a lot of them are shown to be, like, pretty hardcore and violent. And, again, Jason Todd shows up, you know, as a Red Hood, and they're like, whatever (laughs) you know they're like cool okay guy you know you're just some other schmuck but you know the scarecrow he gets out of arkham and they're just terrified of him and so it kind of brings a different vibe to the character than what i've seen in a lot of tv shows and even movies even you know the batman begins movie it's an origin story and cillian murphy does great at it but you know this is him attacking gotham and whatnot it's it was cool because it felt like a living universe. Like, so, what, so when like,
0: does when does it come out? When does the new season come out of this?
2: It's out now. Season 3 is out now, and it's only on uh, HBO. Um, okay. And it comes out every Thursday. And like Zach said, basically I shamed Zach into watching it. I was like, <laughs> come on. And when he sure. was, I think, created one time, he finally buckled. And now he watches it. But... The season three is where it hit its stride. The first and second season still has some of that Arrowverse problems, and mm. a couple of finales are no good. Um, like, and there, the first season has kind of, I think, a couple budget problems, like Trigon's in it, and the guy who plays Trigon, I can't remember this actor's name, but he's great as like the human form of Trigon, but then he turns into like the Trigon you know in the comics. And it's awesome, but it's also kind of, like, shitty looking, so you're kind of like, ah, bummer, you know, because it's, like, a budgetary thing. Um, but season two's finale is the one I'm complaining that kind of got a lot of groans. Kind of crappy. It had, yeah, well, it has Deathstroke in it, and it's the Deathstroke arc's good, but then they have, like, his ending in it that was, like... It was one of those ones where you're like, it, did they think they were getting canceled, so they needed to do mm. something, like, insane? You know, and a lot of people complain about it, but the nature of and, Yeah. Um <laughs> Even the reviews you can pick up online, you know, like these reports really hit as the characters. And, you know, it's a little melodramatic. And, I mean, we're still watching, oh, yeah. we're still talking about superheroes. But as far as sure. like a superhero team show, you know, I, I can't think of a team show like that one in Doom Patrol are great. And so. Well.
0: I mean, maybe I'll check those out then because, (laughs) you know, uh... know, it's just like, yeah, because I've I've completely avoided all of that because I'm just like, well, you know, but I think that's actually really awesome. I'm glad you mentioned that because otherwise I probably would have avoided it completely. And, you know, it just just didn't look very good to me. Um, No.
2: And I mean, I get that, you know, again, you know, the Arrowverse stuff or the Supergirl stuff. I haven't seen the new Superman series yeah, well Smallville's awful. I haven't seen the new Superman series. I've heard it's good, but I heard it's also very like safe and kind of dull. Sure. So, you know, which you know, they would do with a Superman show, but
0: It's no Lois um, and Clark.
2: No. Um, but another show that I think is really good that's underrated and that I don't think especially people in our age range and the reason I watched it is because I have kids, but Stargirl, I thought was good. Mm-hmm. Um And it has some of that hokey stuff too, but I feel like now that HBO is like handling the production and the entirety of like the direction now that a little bit more money is being pumped into these. And so the production value is kind of like taking a turn. Uh, Mainly, like I said, when you see season three of uh, Titans, the writing's a bit better, the characters are tighter and just the special effects are a little better. But yeah, I, I think it's one thing that you know. Maybe given the chance, you know, there's a few groan-inducing things in it that you'd be like, "Oh God!" But it's also, I mean, it's stuff that you love, so eventually you're gonna, it's gonna wear you down. But I appreciate
0: or, 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 or you're gonna loathe it even more.
2: I appreciate <laughs> everybody listening to Matt Ramble for
1: Titans and the Titan verse here for the last few minutes. It's uh, it's important for him to have these moments for
2: everybody to know how he feels on the subject. Yes, <laughs> this is yes. this is
0: the therapy that we're talking about.
2: Yeah. This is a therapy episode because now I'm talking about my, my DC Titans therapy that I needed. Yeah. Well, because again, I shamed Zach into uh, watching this. I was like, come on, come on. He's like, no, fine. Yeah. But it's not bad. And I think, you know, yeah. the bright spot is is that DC in general is that the movies are improving, the TV shows are improving. And so I think this means bigger and better things, all DC related dc's languished a lot and you know but
0: yeah we can hope i mean that's 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 seriously the hope it it
2: seriously
1: can't get any worse so like it's nowhere (laughs) nowhere nowhere to go but up baby.
0: oh man yeah cool well i mean i think i think we've covered quite a bit um we don't want to overwhelm our listeners with uh 10 more minutes of titans you know but uh, <laughs> um, I, I mean did, did you have anything that you wanted to share Zach as far as anything that you were looking forward to Uh
1: I'll I'll keep it I'll keep it brief uh the Moon Knight series really looking forward to that and then uh Sony had their like big uh, video game preview con like last week or something like that and there was a A Spider-Man game and a Wolverine game that's going to be exclusive to the PlayStation 5, which they look sick from the trailers, so we'll see how those goes. Uh, As an Xbox owner, I can only weep, but uh, at least I can watch other people have fun. Um, And then uh, the only other... I'm interested to see uh, I think Spider-Man from Home, or Far From Home, whatever it's going to be. It's going to be be huge. Homeward Uh,
0: Bound, the Spider-Man story.
1: Homeward Bound, the Spider-Man trilogy. Yeah, whatever, whatever that ends up being, um, it, yeah. it's. I think it'll be entertaining. That, and I can't wait to see Woody Harrelson's hair in Venom when that comes out. Oh,
0: Jesus Christ. <laughs> what about you, Matt? <laughs> what about you, Matt? Any, uh, any things, any quick bullet points of things that you're looking forward I mean, to?
2: The the books we mentioned, I think, you know, there's uh, I think all that stuff's good quality. You know, there's going to be um, a whole new slate of hulk coming out which i don't know if i'm gonna love it or hate it it's Donnie cates so it could hate be, it. probably especially after immortal hulk i don't know how you follow that up but you know right. there's going to be a new arc with that so i'm going to be kind of down with that and i mean uh, as far as media you know i think everybody's kind of just waiting you know i want to see i want to see eternals i want to see how if they make this into an actually enjoyable thing because you know i mean the internal uh, the eternals have been cool in the comics but they were never like powerhouses but marvel has proven time and time again they can take like c-listers and make them into billion dollar franchises you know so
0: mm-hmm.
2: um so i think checking out what's happening with the eternals you know um, I'm, um that's right around the corner isn't that like another month away or so it's like you i think I mean?
1: it's november
2: yeah. Oh yeah.
1: Because yeah, it's like October's Venom sadness and then November's going to be Eternals
2: and then I just uh, can't imagine watching that. You know, I don't Venom or Eternals. Yeah. No, no, Venom. I mean, yeah. I'm going to see it but not like in the theaters. I thought the first one would Oh, but
0: the first one is a human rights violation. Seriously, come on, let's be honest
2: here. <laughs> um... Yeah, I can't. I don't I just, you know, I can't imagine this one being good and since it's not even rated R, you know, which why would it be?
0: Yeah, right, all seriousness, right, right. So, you
2: know, like why would they make it rated R? But you know, how are you going to portray like the scenes? Of like Oh, it's let's just be I, honest. I don't know. It's,
0: it's gonna it's gonna be an absolute train wreck for anybody right. who has a fan of those characters. It's gonna be an abomination. Um, it just is. Let's it just is. But yep. um... <laughs> let's just call it what it is. Okay, well, what just, about you, Max? Just... I mean, it just is. But um, I guess. You know, I guess I'm just going to do a st- another Star Wars shout out. Like, really. I mean, I was super, super stoked to hear about the Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic remake that's going to be coming out for PS5. I'm insanely stoked about that. Um, I don't even own a ps that game when it comes out, just so I can get it dropped, because I, I have to have that. Um, I'm excited, I guess, about stuff that's going on in the MCU. Or you know Marvel comics, Star Wars stuff. You know I've I've liked War of the Bounty Hunters. I'm reading High Republic. I really enjoy those. I think they're a lot of fun. They're doing a good job there. And then you know it's hard not to be excited about you know Book of Boba Fett, which is coming out in December. I mean that's going to be amazing. Yeah, and hopefully we'll have a oh, couple man, more. that's coming uh, out. Yeah, before that comes out, but um, that's going to be super super fun. I'm super stoked and looking forward to
1: that. Hell yeah! Yeah. It's so. so funny with Knights of the old Republic. It's like, that was like the number one Xbox game. And now it's a PlayStation exclusive. I love <laughs> it.
0: The world is yeah. a very strange. Yeah. It the, is. The forces. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, that looks, it's going to be so much fun. And, you know, I've been jonesing for another star Wars game, so it should be really cool to have that and, and see how, how much improved that is on the new system. So, yeah. But, um, well, I think that's a, that's a wrap guys. I think we, we covered a lot, you know, we, we covered a lot of Titans. Um, you oh. guys go watch that show. <laughs> oh, my god! don't forget to watch that show. Go read some Dick Tracy and some aliens books. Um, you know, definitely check out, you know, those of <laughs> yeah. you that can find earth X issues in the dollar bin, check those out. No, please um, do. Because <laughs> they are out there um, you know, one thing I wanted to mention is that we're, we got another cast coming up actually soon. so we're not gonna actually you're not gonna have to wait another quarter for us to have another another program. So hopefully guys will be people will be happy about that. Just look at preacher um, you know the, the legendary preacher book. so oh gosh and um, you know, we've been talking about doing this for a while because we are all big fans mm-hmm. and so it should be really should be a lot of tears, a lot of a uh, lot of heartbreak um maybe a bit yeah. of
2: fighting arguing maybe a bit of yeah. uh, blow oh, dude, there,
1: you you already know what we're gonna argue about'll yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see yeah you know you know yeah. you know what's gonna happen
0: so I think our question of the episode is going to be preacher centric because that's what we're going to be covering in our next step so the question this time is uh you know for those of you that have read read preacher this will resonate with you but what preacher character any of the preacher characters you got know, could be main characters or you know Side characters, whatever. Yep. What preacher character would you put on a team? Uh, well, and that could be any comic team, yeah. like you know, Fantastic Four, X Men, whatever. Yeah, you know, oh, whatever. oh. Uh,
1: well, I'm going to bend the rules slightly because I already had the answer ingrained in my head, and it's a crossover I want to see. And I'm also kind of cheating, so I don't really know if I'm actually answering your question, but I'm going to answer it with something I'd like to see. It's basically a crossover. Okay. Um. So I would l- I would like to see Jody, uh, TC, and. Uh, Jesse's uh, grandmother uh, Marie Le angel. I don't know how you pronounce that. um I think they would be the perfect crossover with Daredevil um mm. because you have, you have, you know the the two guys and there's the religious element to it, and uh it you know I mean they're just uh super super religious rednecks that live in the deep south and like having them interact with guilty Catholic Matt Murdock would just be hilarious and then you have the physical aspect like Joey or Jody's really strong and you know he kills a gorilla and preacher and all that and you got the depraved act of TC with chickens and whatever else like I just think that the uh, interaction between all those characters would be something that uh, would be really interesting plus there's some about throwing like have an issue where you throw Daredevil into a coffin and sink him underwater or something like that that would just that just screams a, a Matt Murdoch uh, series to me
0: oh. That's amazing. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> what Fine. about
2: good, you, Matt? Good answer. Oh, great. <laughs> now i got to follow that up. Um, no, I think uh, for me, I mean, this is hard because uh, Preacher is full of a bunch of shitty people. So mm-hmm. trying to pick someone to put into a team, you're like either taking some horrible racist or just god-awful murderer or something and putting them on a team. But I think one of the cool things I'd like to see is and this is kind of lame, but uh, again, DC fan taking Mm -hmm. Genesis and taking Genesis and putting it into the DC universe. I mean, you could probably put it on any team because, you know, Genesis can, uh, if you guys haven't read it, can hop into different, uh, different people's bodies and kind of um, what it does. It gives them what the the powers of heaven and hell. And so, and the memories that come with it. And I love the DC supernatural, Big big books, JLA Dark is like one of my favorite things. And so I would love to see, you know, random characters, almost something like Dial H for Hero, but with Genesis hopping around oh. going around trying to like murder all the like DC big supernatural characters like Spectre and stuff. Or, you know, in some else world succeeding doing it, but then going just trying to run through all the DC big bads. That'd be fun.
0: I don't know. Like, this is a really hard one. I, I really struggled with this actually, <laughs> which is kind of ironic since, you know, since you
1: asked the damn question. Yeah, because I asked yeah. the
0: damn question. Um, I kind of wanted to say, like, I, I, I kind of wanted to see like hair star on, I don't know, <laughs> some some team like you know planetary or or just something else like see him be part of of those other types of universes um you know i think it's that would look real well you know that would be really funny because yeah because he just i got that feel from him a little bit like um, when i was rereading it actually i was like this kind of reminds me of other things that maybe he would be really funny in but um i mean he's such a terrible character like matt was saying they're all terrible people but there's such a comedic value to that character um that in in some ways he's so extreme that it's just funny and uh he's a great villain though Oh, yeah. He yeah. Like he's he's yeah. a great
2: villain. <laughs> I mean, out of yeah. all the, the yeah. villainous characters, he's super awesome. He's used it to, like, great effect. So I think putting him on oh, a yeah. team like that, especially because he's kind of like a fish out of water, in a sense that if he was on a team yeah. like that. I think,
0: I think all these characters would be awesome in the verse as well. Like, I think, you know, he would be funny in the Mignolaverse I, with Hellboy. I think, <clears> like, a preacher like Hellboy crossover would kind of be interesting and funny. Um, even Cassidy and maybe some of those books, you know, would be kind of fun, but yeah,
1: did you guys, uh, did you ever read Astro City? Not Astro City. Top 10. Sorry. I got yeah. my sci-fi. Universe. He, top 10. Got
0: your, you had to, mes- you had to mention Busek.
1: I, when I, this is Alan Moore. <laughs> but yeah, yeah Busek name drop. Go, go read Astro City. Yeah. But, uh, top 10, they had a character who had Jesse Custer's exact same powers. Like he could get anybody to do what they wanted to, uh, if he just spoke to him and he was a hostage negotiator that worked for the police force at Top Ten. You mm-hmm. all remember that? Yeah. No. I, top 10 is awesome, actually. Dude, Top Ten. We'll, we'll talk about this later. I'm getting down to it, but I guess, I guess what I'm what I'm saying is uh, I would like to see Jesse Custer in Top Ten.
0: Yeah, that would be a good one, actually. That's uh, Alan Moore, right? That's the one that he Yeah, liked. yeah. That, that's yeah. the
1: introduction of Joe Pie, probably the most criminally underused character in modern comics, but... <laughs>
0: Well thank you guys so what? much. I think this was an awesome cast. I think we probably should wrap it up hey, um,
1: no, no no Max what do you think about hairstar on GI Joe's and or
0: Cobra? oh my god huh no uh I mean maybe maybe I mean I think like him like I, I he's not gonna get along with like major blood he's not gonna get along with any of these other characters. I mean he's probably gonna have to he's he's gonna try to take over Cobra. you know that's gonna happen I know um, but, I mean I mean I yeah. guess that's kind of interesting. I could totally see him like killing Serpentor and like, you know Hell yeah. And doing something like that. and
1: Buggering him to death.
0: Oh yeah, one hundred percent.
1: All right, I gotta stop talking now I'll wrap this up.
0: <laughs> All right. So where can we find you guys?
1: Uh so I'm on Instagram. Uh Paper Abyss Comics. Feel free to look me up there and uh watch my stupid comic posts. Yeah. What about you, Matt?
2: There- they're beautiful comic posts. Um, <laughs> Sometimes they're wonderful. Um, you can find me. I'm one of the people from Exalted Funeral. So check out Exalted Funeral on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and go to www.exaltedfuneral.com. Lots of tabletop RPG stuff, weird stuff. Go there. Be pretty fun. What about you, Max?
0: Definitely go check out Paper Best Comics and Exalted Funeral. Super awesome stuff. Both there. Um, Check out Turbo Comics. Um, Check out TurboComicsShop.com. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can find us on there. Um, Tons of new inventory, 16 new mashup shirt designs, all kinds of new books coming up. So definitely check us out. Check us out. We're going to have some cool sales coming up. And uh, again, stay tuned. We got Preacher coming up. And thanks so much for listening.